Here it is, the Pistons Pod, with your host, Matt Derry. Two down and two to go here in the preseason. Welcome, everybody. It is indeed Matt Derry, and this is the Pistons Pod. As we thank you for listening and joining us here on Pistons.com and wherever you find your podcasts, as Detroit has played two preseason games here with two more to go here. Washington Wizards in Washington for Thursday night 7 o'clock tip and then a Saturday night 7 o'clock tip again against the Wizards. Chance to see local boy Cassius Winston among others. The new look Washington Wizards as well and then the Pistons will get it going for good on December 23rd in Minnesota to start the regular season. It is here. It is exciting and we thank you for listening. Our guest today will be Pistons assistant coach Mike Honore will join me. Mike is a great guy. He's been on the staff under Dwayne Casey now for the last couple of years. And we'll talk to Micah about the improvement of the team, the development, the players, and the trip. What goes into the trip uh, to Washington and how all the COVID-related things uh, and issues uh, come into play uh, as well. All right, so the Pistons open up the preseason last weekend with a couple of games at Little Caesars Arena, of course, in front of no fans and what has been a very uh, strange start, certainly, to this season, but a start where the NBA is taking all the proper precautions. Uh, Detroit lost last Friday night 90-84 to to the Knicks, and basically it was, you know, first preseason game, you got one week of training camp under your belt, so they were a little sloppy. 22 turnovers, just 17 assists. They shot just 32.5%, uh, and they lost the basketball game by six. Good efforts off the bench from Svi, who had 14, and Sadiq Bey, the rookie, who also had 14. You like what you saw at times, but you knew that first one, the guys just had to get the cobwebs uh, worked out. Then on Sunday night, the Pistons came back, got a victory, 99-91 over those same Knicks. Share the basketball tremendously. You love seeing it. The 23 assists. Seku coming off the bench. Uh, the second-year man, Seku Demboya, with 23 points. And how about the newcomer? Uh, the Detroit native, Josh Jackson, knocking down three threes as he had nine points off the bench. And Detroit got the eight-point win. And certainly Dwayne Casey and the coaching staff uh, happier, I guess, with the ball movement, shot selection, and all that for sure uh, from game two to game one. All right, our guest this week on the Pistons pod, let's bring in assistant coach Micah Nori as the Pistons get ready to head to Washington for a couple of preseason games with the Wizards. Micah, thanks for a few minutes. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. I really appreciate it. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Getting through all this. and hope you and your family are doing well also. Yeah, no. Uh, everything's okay, for sure. Um, how, how strange is this to get, to get up and running? I know for the Pistons, because of the long layoff, it's maybe not as as unusual as some of the playoff teams, but what's the last couple of weeks been like? Um, other than a couple of uh, COVID tests that we have to do each morning and um, just uh, wearing a mask all the time, which you now we're all pretty much used to in practice and that and the, uh, and the, and the arena with no fans those first couple of nights. Um, everything else is it's back to basketball, which is great because, uh, as you mentioned, for us it's been nine months since we've been able to get together um, other than the short week and a half we had in October with the bubble but um it's been good and looking forward to playing games and getting back to some normalcy and obviously looking forward to the uh, regular season starting up here december uh, 22nd you know it's funny you've been you've been here the last couple years under Dwayne casey there's a buzz isn't there about this club because uh, of just the new faces and I, i think there's an excitement level that the people really can't wait to see what this team looks like no absolutely i think um hang on i think there's 
pretty much uh, only four returning guys from last year, so four familiar faces. So a lot of new guys, a lot of young guys, um, and we've got them at all levels. And what I mean by that is we've got we've got the four rookies that we drafted. Obviously, we've got a couple of guys that are the, about the middle of the career, the beginning of their career, and then we have obviously Blake and Derek and those veterans that have that have been around and um, and still can contribute. So. Um, the front office and the ownership has done a great job of putting talent at each level, if you will, and um, and we're excited. It's been a great group, a lot of energy. They're all um, excited as we are. Now, some of that may be the fact that they've been been such a long layoff, but in addition, just uh, they play hard. We've got a really good group, and every night it's just going to be um, our challenge and Coach uh, Casey's challenge to find the five that are that are playing the, the hardest, if you will, and, and playing the best because you pretty much have about 11 or 12 guys that, uh, that, could, that could see minutes each and every night. Micah, take us through, I guess, uh, the, the typical you know days here. You, know, you have a game tomorrow night in Washington, so you're going to have to travel. Uh, you guys will practice uh, here, here on Wednesday and, and then leave. Other than the, the COVID test, is everything else pretty much the same? But when you get to D.C., are the guys supposed to just – Stay in their rooms? How does this all work? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, you, you mentioned it. We do have the COVID test every um, every day. And, um, and our training staff and our front office staff have done a great job of making it as seamless as possible. So what they'll do is they'll kind of bring us in between, I guess there's testing pretty much from 6 to 9.30, and then there's groups. So the uh, equipment staff and the training staff will go from 6 to 6.30, and then you'll have some of the player development coaches, and then you'll have um, – the regular coaches and, and some of the other staff. Then you'll start doing the waves of the players. Then at about 9.30 for a um, 11 o'clock practice, we'll have our first of the three groups of the young kids on the floor. They'll work out for a half hour while, they, while the second group is in the weight room, and then they'll come onto the floor. So it's a pretty seamless process. It's a, you know, everybody's day is a little bit extended, but, but we all understand what things that you have to do and just rolling with the punches in that regard. We will then get on a um on, we'll head over to the uh to the plane the only difference this year is what they're trying to do is spread us out a little bit on the plane and they're they're limiting so no food no water on the short flights which makes sense because they want you to keep your mask on they're doing that and then yes to your point when we get to the uh, hotel they want us to not quarantine but they just want us to be smart about not going out and hanging out and going to restaurants and that type of thing and then uh, the meals, instead of having buffet-style meals, they still provide the meals. It's just more so of almost like you they're in the um, individual containers, and you go and you and you take them with you, and you eat back in your room. Mike Inori with me, assistant coach to Dwayne Casey. Pistons getting ready to head to D.C. for the Thursday preseason game, preseason game number three against the Washington Wizards. All right, on the floor, Micah, what, what stood out for you about training camp in this preseason so far? What, what, what do you like? Well, I think that um, the one thing that we've added with our with our pieces is you've got some some more length and um, and athleticism and multi positional defenders and players. So that's really been um, a big part of uh, you know defense. We struggled a little bit last year, but now you've got guys like a Jeremy Grant. You've added a Josh Jackson, Mason Plumley. Um, Okafor has good size to him, and and Delon Wright. Are those are guys that have some length and can guard multiple guys on the floor, which help you with your switching and just making that floor look more crowded. So that's really been a, a positive as far as camp goes. And then offensively, um, we've got a good mix of some guys that are cutters and slashers, a la Sekou. You saw him the other night doing a great job of it. Josh Jackson the same way. We've added the Jeremy Grant piece. 
Uh, Blake is back to getting back to Blake that we saw hopefully as, as close as he can to his all-star year two, two years ago. And Derrick Rose has been healthy. And the Killian Hayes kid is really going to be a very good player in our league as well as the other rookies. So the excitement is just the different types of players that we've added. Um, you actually you got some more assets, which is great. And you can do some different things. Your team is more dynamic and more unpredictable. But um, it's really been a fun group to coach. They've all been very, very engaged and willing to learn. And practices have been spirited. The workouts have been spirited. And I think the games, the one thing that you will see this year is I don't know how many wins and losses, you know, what that's going to end up with. But but I really think the team is going to compete and continue to get better. And um, something that hopefully the fans will be proud of to watch each and every night. You know, you, you don't you don't take a ton of uh, out of a preseason game or st- stats, but a guy like Seku puts up twenty three in a preseason game. Not not easy to do based on minutes, but boy, he had it cooking the other night, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think the the one thing that's kind of um, what we've been doing, awfully from an offensive standpoint, is trying to play with more pace and giving guys more freedom. So what you'll see less of, hopefully, is just play calls, and it's just it should be a fun brand of basketball to, to watch and. And, and, and then my point to that is that Sekou ends up with 22 points, and there was really not one play call specifically for him. He just got it in the flow of the game. He got it by running the floor, by slashing and cutting. And then when he had his opportunity, he made shots. So, um, again, 22 points every single night. I, I, I wouldn't think that that's going to become the norm for Sekou, but there's no reason that he can't impact the basketball game in different ways and as well as how he did uh, last the other night with his scoring and his cutting, but um, it was fun to watch and, and, and happy for him, obviously. That wouldn't be bad though, Mike. Every night, why not? <laughs> oh, absolutely! No, no, sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> I mean, the kid's so young still. Um, to, how's Dwayne Casey handling all this? Um, you know, there are coaches, and I think you know this, being around this league a long time now, and you've worked with some really good ones. Um, you know, around the NBA, including a guy that had great success last year, last year Michael Malone, who, they, they'll run their system no matter what because that's what they do. Yet it sounds like Dwayne's kind of tailoring what he does around what the roster looks like, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the one thing that um, that I really enjoyed working with Coach Casey, and this is going into and, and, and mentioned I've worked with a lot of different coaches going into my twenty third year, but. He really is not set in his ways. I mean, and that's what I really enjoy is, yes, he obviously has a, a philosophy both offensively and defensively, but some things don't make sense. If um, So what, you, what I mean by that is, okay, if all I want to do is shoot threes, but we don't have three-point shooters, well, then we got to adjust and, and do what we can. So what you do is you hopefully, and that's what this, this short training camp has been, especially with all these new faces, you look at what we have, you look at the talents that each guy brings, and you try to put them in a position to be successful. And um, and hopefully we, we're getting towards that, and that's and that's amount of – and coach is great with communication. So you're talking to guys, hey, where are you comfortable on the floor? Do you like to bring the ball – you like to go left? you want to go right? And a lot of those things you already know just because of your scouting, but it's always great when you ask players and they feel like they're involved and they can say, hey, you know what, I like this left block and I like this and this. Well, great. Well, let's mix some of that in, and let's, again – not give them too much. Keep it simple so that they know what they're doing so there's there's less thinking on their part and just more reacting and playing and they're comfortable. And then obviously, again, trying to put them in positions where they can be successful, not only to help us, but to help themselves. But he's been great. And, and, and it's the same coach case that I've worked with previous in Toronto. And nothing really phases him. He's been around now. So a lot of times the team will take on the personality of the head coach. And if, and if they view this as a 
as a pain in the butt and are negative towards all the testing and all the things that you possibly could use as an excuse. But when your head coach just acts like it's the norm and we got to do this, then, then they take on that personality and it's become almost like it's just part of the routine and everybody's doing it and hey, we can still get our work in and we're not limited in that regard. So let's, let's get after it. And, uh, and we all know what we're trying to do, get better every day and, and go from there. Pistons assistant coach Mike Nori with me, Matt Derry with you on the Pistons pod. Detroit and Washington for a pair of preseason games coming up here Thursday and Saturday. You mentioned coach before. You know, he's been given credit for certainly the, the player development side of things, uh, going back to Toronto, of course, with guys like Siakam and Van Fleet. Um, you know, you, you kind of want to replicate that a little bit here with some of the young kids uh, that the Pistons have. Is that kind of unfair to talk about, or, or, or is it spot on? No, I think it's spot on. I think that, um, to, your, to your point, I think with, with Coach Casey and the player development, and he does, he gets a lot of credit for Siakam in Toronto, but even prior to to that just to give him some credit and the credit is due i mean he was you know when he started off at kentucky in college basketball it's recruiting and it's quite a bit of development there and then he was obviously with seattle and when they went to the finals and had a young sean kemp and he'd been around coach coach gerg who is unbelievable and probably to me is almost like the godfather of player development but uh so all that's been carried on he's great because what, what coach casey does with these guys is the charges to get these guys better and to work with them he assigns us different guys. He gives us some tidbits that, you know, that he thinks that they need to work on. But essentially what's great and why there's energy every day for both the coaching staff and the players is it's like, hey, do what you want to do. Run it by me. Obviously, we, we don't want to go too far outside the box of what we're trying and what our vision is for each kid. But um, to get them better and to work with them and kind of take it on as your own and um, and see how good we can get these guys. and. and and what you really want to do is you want to build assets. And you build assets not only, number one, because it's going to, you're going to win games, but the other thing is you see how much trading goes on. You, you want assets so that other teams will want your players. And then maybe you can package some of your assets to get exactly what you want. So that's kind of how it starts. And, and player development is the essence of what we do. And and, uh, and Coach K, there's no one better than Coach Casey at, uh, at, at leading that charge for us, for sure. All right, so who did he assign you? You know, I, I tend to only only deal with, with, with superstars and MVPs. So I have Derek Rose. So I, you know, <laughs> much, and you can really tell how much better I've gotten Derek these last years. So, uh, no, but, um, so I do. I have Derek, and then I deal with Mason Plumley. I have a, uh, a relationship with Mason from when he was in Denver. And, um, and Coach is great. And, again, just him being around it, you know, Mason and Derek are more maintenance as far as, you know, maybe adding one or two things. But um, – with, with me having a, a bigger role as far as the offense is involved, he tends to give uh, give me guys that um, kind of just, hey, let's get our shots, let's do this and film, as, as opposed to giving me a couple of the uh, the young kids, the rookies, that really that's their that's their goal and their challenge is to get as good as they can be. So he gives those guys to the player development staff, and thank goodness he does because they are much better at it than I am. Yeah, but let, let's talk about Derrick Rose for a second. Um, Mike, I don't, you know, the home opener last year, the, the crowd's chanting MVP when he's shooting free throws. I don't know how much you had to do with that. But <laughs> but then, but then you know, he's had to check his ego at the door a little bit and, and allow for a young kid like Killian Hayes, not necessarily to take his spot, but, you know, you guys are handing this kid the keys, and, and Derek's been great about it, hasn't he? Well, I'll tell you this. I had about as much success with – with Derek Rose as possibly you or any of these listeners to this podcast. <laughs> and what I mean by that is when you
you have guys like that, it's essentially, hey, what do you want to do? How can I help? And um, and what do you want me to kind of look for and give you those cues? So, again, it's it's not a, a super science with him, obviously, but um, it, it's just he's a consummate professional. He is um, – he is, is the most humble superstar or one of the most humble superstars I've ever been around. He's all about team. And I think the one thing with, that you see with Derrick Rose is he knows who he is. He's very content with who he is. He's content with what he's done. He's damn near done everything that there is to accomplish. Obviously, rookie of the year, youngest MVP. Um, and so just big-time superstar, obviously. But he's really accepted that role of trying to help Killian and and guy Killian, and, and don't get me wrong, Derrick Rose, like anybody, is just as competitive as all and wants to be on the floor for every single minute. But he also realizes that to be a part of it, he needs some help as far as to win games because he cannot play 36 minutes anymore. It just, it's just the way it is. But don't get me wrong, when it's crunch time, you want Derrick Rose on the floor and you want the ball in Derrick Rose's hands. But um, I can't say enough about Derrick Rose. He allows you to coach him. He's a uh, He asks questions. He listens. And... Um, he understands as much basketball as anybody and just has done a great job, not only as a player, but uh, as a leader on our team. He and Blake both. Mike, is there somebody that's caught your attention over the first couple of weeks? Because obviously you weren't allowed to have the guys on the floor and, and, and everything with the COVID protocols. But has somebody stood out to you that, that maybe you didn't realize was this good? Well, I think the one thing is that you see in the, few, in the first uh, few preseason games, and you can't put a whole lot of stock in that for the young guys because it's the first time that they've uh, they've been on NBA floor where everybody is obviously the best player on their team, whether in college or wherever they've come from or the state or whatnot. So, but just so the competition is. But I've really been impressed with our rookies, and, and I'm not just saying that to say it, but um, all four of those draft picks that we've added have been, have been a pleasant surprise and a little bit better than what we all thought. I mean, Killian – very good passer for a 19-year-old kid. He's got great size. You know, he, shot, he shoots the, the standstill catch-and-shoot jumper better than what I, I thought and has room to grow. You've got um, the Saban Lee is another young point guard that may not get as many minutes this year just because we have so many guys, but been very good in practice. He kind of leads that third team but understands what we're doing. And then you've got the Sadiq Bay kid. Villanova kids always seem to play hard and always seem to um, – to make it in this league, and, and he's been a, a great um, asset to what we've got. And then the Isaiah Stewart, there's no one that plays harder in our whole camp. I mean, and, and, and for that matter, top 5% of the NBA, he plays so hard, he's so strong, he really makes guys work. So it's been a pleasant surprise. They've all shown their spurts. Yes, they're all rookies, so they've had times or days where they've struggled, and we understand that, but um, just trying to get them to be as consistent as possible day in and day out. But and it's also fun to see the guys that are returning. Um, Sekou's coming back, and you saw, you know, the fruits of his labor over the summer and what he did just the other night scoring the 22 points. And, and you see Speed making and knocking down shots more consistently. So there's been guys, especially when you go nine months without seeing guys, and especially these rookies that you only see on film, you're always going to – it's always fun to see the improvement that they've made and um, obviously very pleasantly surprised. Final question, Micah, and we appreciate your time. Uh, Troy Weaver has come in and certainly has made a splash. Um, what, what are your impressions of, of how this uh, whole thing is kind of being built and, and, and revamped a little bit? Well, I think it was good. I think that um, I think when we first got here, we had Ed and, and Arn was, was up top overseeing a lot of the things and, and Ed staff, and they did a great job. And now you bring in Troy, and Troy has paid his dues in the NBA and, and – done everything that you, you need to do as far as from a talent standpoint and being essentially the second man in charge there in Oklahoma City and 
well-deserved for him to come here. And what you would expect from uh, what you hear at Oklahoma City has not changed. He is very, very professional. He is an elite talent evaluator. He's very well organized, has um, David Mitzberg, his right-hand man, assistant general manager, and, and quite a few others that are helping him that have been nothing but seamlessly fit into already the culture that Ed and Coach Casey and Art Tellum, obviously Mr. Gores at the forefront, was trying to in place. And it's kind of, he's hit the ground running. And as you can see, he's really injected a lot of new young talent, some some good middle of the age-wise, middle of the career talent with Jeremy Grant and then and uh, the Okafor and Josh Jackson. And then he's got, um, like, and then the veterans are there. So Troy has been unbelievable. The other thing, he's always there, which is great, which is a lot to be said for that, that he's always there to talk to. He's always there to ask about what he thinks about this guy and to give his two cents on anything that we're doing. But he's always in the building, always accessible, and been nothing but um, been great to work with. And everything that you hear from him, all the accolades and all the great things you hear about him coming from Oklahoma City, it's all run true. Been very impressed with him and his staff and, and look forward to getting started here with him for sure. Micah, thanks so much. Uh, good luck these next couple of days uh, in, in D.C. And then, of course, uh, have a great season and go Hoosiers. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. And hopefully your son is enjoying his time there at Indiana. Um, and, again, hopefully this thing passes and it gets back to somewhat normalcy because I tell you, Bloomington, Indiana is a wonderful place, especially when you can go out and enjoy it. No, no question about it. Mike and Nori, assistant coach of four-year Detroit Pistons. That's been another installment of the Pistons pot again tomorrow night, Thursday night. Pistons and the Wizards at 7 o'clock. You can see it on Fox Sports Detroit and hear it on 97.1. The ticket, third of the fourth of four preseason games. The team will stay in D.C. and play Washington again on Saturday night at 7. We will talk to you again next week.